Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 1st at the time of this recording, 9.10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We're back in Boise. Got the four of us here. Probably the biggest sports weekend we've had maybe all year, um, but for sure in college football. So we're going to start with college football. Three huge games in college football. A bunch of big coaching moves. We got a lot to talk about here, but let's start with Michigan finally being Ohio State. The Michigan Wolverines, Jim Harbaugh gets a big win. They dominate Ohio State. Um, did, it, did, did all of you guys get the chance to watch that? I don't know, Eli, I'm, I'm not sure if you said you watched Michigan, that. Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, you didn't watch it. Brandon and Matthew? Yeah, I didn't get on a flight, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was not expecting... I mean, I just kind of kind of written off this game and I assume that Ohio State was going to blow them out, as they do every year. Um, I'm personally happy for Michigan. I'm happy that we get to see new blood in the college football playoff, assuming they beat Iowa, but they dominated them. Um, the offensive line dominated them, uh, and Michigan finally beats Ohio State. And Ohio State had won, like, was it nine games in a row? And they had just I mean, beaten Michigan. They killed Michigan State last yeah, week. I mean, that's, yeah, incredible for... I feel... I know uh, Harbaugh and Tom Brady had a little like episode or whatever, and Tom Brady was just talking about what that means to the seniors and everything. And I just thought that was awesome. And uh, did you see Juwan Howard after the game too? Oh like, yeah, they <laughs> hugged on the field. I don't know, that was really cool. Brendan, are you? Do you still? Are you like? Were you happy for Harbaugh? I, what is your? I don't know that situation. I at have all. no hard feelings toward him. Yeah, no. I did was, he? I respect the man. Like, did he take the job at Michigan? Like, what no, happened? No, they like. After the Super Bowl year, and then it kind of fell off yeah. after that, and then he decided to leave, which I don't blame him. We, I mean, we struggled, so this is where it is. Right. You know, he's right. going to move on. But um, that game at halftime, 14-13, I thought Harbaugh Michigan was going to come back and give that thing up. And, yeah, second half, they dominated this game. So, well-deserved. And then, yeah, hopefully they can take care of Iowa. <laughs> I think it's – I think it, this is just – it was a good weekend for college football. Like, we talked – we've talked all about, like, how this – it can be kind of a boring sport because the same thing happens every year. Um, but it seems like they're probably going to expand to 12 here in the next like week or so. They're going to vote on it, I think. And, and then you get this too, Michigan beating Ohio state. So yeah, great, great win for Michigan. Uh, Alabama barely survives Auburn. Um, I don't think I <laughs> watched that game either, but I know I saw it went to four overtimes. Yes, it did go to four overtimes. <laughs> Um, Four overtimes in quotations. Yeah, with the two point <laughs> conversion thing. I don't know what was so. Okay, here's an interesting thing for you guys. I had a I, I have a sports coaching class that I take for like one of my electives. I bring this up pretty often in our house. My little dilemmas for this. Um, we were talking about like ethical dilemmas, and we were talking about injuries, and like what to do if your star players hurt or whatever. I don't know, you, you guys watched that game. Like you, oh, yeah. the, the quarterback for Auburn, TJ Finley, was obviously hurt. He didn't walk from the third quarter on. No. He, he, he hobbled. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but the whole time I'm like screaming, why isn't the bat? Like, there's got to be another quarterback on this roster. How is this guy still playing? He can't run. He can't move. Like Brandon said, he, he's not walking. He, he's walking from the huddle to the to the – Shock! Like he's just turning. There was a point where they had like a forty-yard play, and like the whole offense was there, and he's like coming out to the line, and he's like doing his little hobble, and he gets there, and he's there like everybody's waiting. Everybody's like, he's like, okay, well, go. And he calls play. He calls I was making the joke that like 
when it went from the third overtime to the fourth overtime, they turn Switch around sides, and go yeah. 90 yard, 99 <laughs> yards down the field, and everybody's walking. I'm like, can this guy get a cart? Like, can they, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. They're just like, all right, we, now we got to do the overtime on the other side of the field. The funny thing was, too, it's not like this was a shootout. Like, it's not like this guy's playing great, and it's like, well, we have to keep him in there because this he's our star quarterback. Like, he's our backup anyways. I don't know. We The dilemma in the coaching class was like, should this should you keep the star player in? And me and this other guy that were, had watched the game in the class, we were like, well, no, but he shouldn't have been in the game in the first place because he sucks. <laughs> it's like there was 10 points scored by each team in, in regulation. Yeah. And arguably, he lost the game for them. Like, uh-huh. There was well, a they, point where four passes in a row ended up in the other team's hands, yeah. and two of them got called back for the penalties. But they needed—they didn't even need to score. They needed a, a long drive that ate up time, so that Alabama wouldn't get the ball back, and they can even do that. So I don't know. Alabama survives, but they play Georgia this week. It's the playoff is—I mean, if Alabama loses to Georgia, I think they're—I think they're done. I think unless. A bunch of other chaos happens. So, okay, let's play the hypothetical yeah, game. The, yeah, yeah. so here's... Okay, Georgia beats Alabama. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys what, what you think the four is, okay? Georgia beats Bama. Michigan, Cincinnati, and Oklahoma State all win. Who's the four? Because that... Uh, I feel like there's no way Bama isn't in there. But I think if Bama loses, I it, and Michigan and Cincinnati win, then it's Georgia, Michigan... Cincinnati, and then the fourth spot is either Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, or two loss Alabama. I don't think they can possibly put in Notre Dame after they lost Brian Kelly. I you don't just, think? I, I don't I think. Don't. Yeah. yeah, I think if anything, it's Oklahoma State. That's what I think. Oklahoma yeah. State's playing Baylor, and that's good for them because Baylor's nine right now. So that's going to be the big thing. I that's mean, the if dilemma. If they handle Baylor, yeah, it, that's going to be a huge top. And that's probably what's going. So it's it's going to be the committee's going to have to debate a Oklahoma, a one loss Oklahoma State. Or a two-loss Alabama. Yeah, yeah. And it's honestly, it, I think it probably like Brandon said they like if they handle Baylor, I think both of the or results Bama gets killed. Exactly, right. both of the results play a huge factor. Oh, definitely. Because if it if the Bama Georgia game goes to overtime, I think Bama's in. It's yeah, done deal. Lock it down. Yeah. Or if it's last second. And you know what's crazy? It, even if Bama loses, they probably go to three, because the committee won't match them up. Yeah. Like, to play again. Yeah. Because they they and they would say that they would they would come on the television on Sunday afternoon. And they would say, Bama is number three because they, even though they are the fourth team in the country, we do not want them to rematch again. <laughs> so we put them at three. I, I, they probably yeah, would say that. Yeah. Well, here's the other dilemma. I mean, Oklahoma State wins. And so does Bama win. And then we're Cincy. Yeah, that's going to, it matters how, did Oklahoma State look like, did they blow out? How, did, how? What about Cincinnati? That then then Cincinnati's did they? They played twenty one Houston. So right? Did they? Push did they handle? Did they kill? Right. If they beat Houston by three scores, yeah. then. But that's the problem with Cincinnati staying at four over the past couple weeks with Ohio State losing with, like, the fact that they stayed at four I think hurts them because the committee is leaving the door open they definitely to move them out. Yeah, they definitely need to yeah. Because I think if Cincinnati loses, Alabama's automatically in. 
And I don't think it matters. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the point. Unless they get, unless it's 42 to nothing and Georgia's second stringers are playing. um, (laughs) Then then it's it's Notre Dame. Dame. You think Notre Dame? (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) That's crazy. Big Cat's Cat's been saying that he wants, he's he's like, I'm turned into the biggest Notre Dame fan because I want to see Brian Kelly leave and then his team win a national championship (laughs) (laughs) as he leaves because he's like, I can't win a national championship at Notre Dame. Well, this is where Notre Dame kills me because they don't have a game this weekend. Exactly. So it's like they're playing like, oh, well, Notre Dame lost one time to who? Cincy? So it's like without a coach and they don't have a game this weekend, how are you going to put them in? That's, exactly. That's sad. They should have played well, the ACC. See, yeah. that's the thing too is now I'm um, Notre Dame's sixth, right? Yeah. I think that basically, unless there's chaos, Notre Dame doesn't get in. Yeah. They, because the, the fact that they put them at six basically tells like – they're not going in over Oklahoma State. There's no possible way they jump them because they have no game. Yeah, right. and that chairman after this after this Tuesday's selection, he even said he's like, we looked at them not having a coach as a pretty significant thing. He mm-hmm. said it out loud, so it's like yeah. I think today they just said their their defensive coordinator is going to be their yeah, head coach. Right. But this is another thing. Um, they're talking. Part of my take was talking to Andy Staples. Say Andy Staples is a great college football guy. <laughs> they were all like. Why would you make him your inter- why would you name him head coach if there's a possibility you play in the playoff game and then get blown out by Georgia and then you're like oh yeah we just made you head coach and then we got blown out by Georgia like now your fan base is like well crap we're going to go through this we're for another right 10 now. years we're going to have the same oh we're just good enough to get into the playoffs but then we keep get blown out it's been the same thing for years Okay, let's do the let's do the coaching carousel first. Let's start with UW. We've been talking the big schools, so we'll we'll start UW. Matthew, give us. They hire Kalen DeBoer, the head coach for Fresno State. We know about Fresno State. Yes, we do. We do know about Fresno State. Um, Matthew, quick rundown on him. Okay, so the most probably the most attractive thing about Kalen DeBoer uh, from the UW perspective. Is he has seven years of head coach experience, which that was something. What's his record? Like Like seventy nine and nine. Yeah, and a lot of it came from Sioux Falls. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Five years (laughs) where they won like three, like Division three championships or whatever. But what I really like about his resume is everywhere he's gone, they've won. Mm -hmm. Went to Indiana in I think it was twenty nineteen. Which is the year before they had that crazy season with the pandemic, where they you know lost to Ohio State after being six now. Anyway, Indiana really good offense goes to Fresno State after Tedford retires. Uh, within one year, all of a sudden they're back to winning nine games. Just he's a culture builder, and so that's something that we need is someone who can build a culture and maintain a culture. Uh, is from the West Coast, can recruit on this side, hopefully, and so. That's just something that we've had terrible offenses over the last three years. He's really creative, and he might bring in, it looks like Jay Kaner. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be is, very interesting. Even though Jay Kaner came out today and it was like, I haven't committed anywhere yet, even though everybody in the world is reporting he's going to UW. <laughs> so I don't know, but it's I think it's really good for Heward or Hayner to have a guy like that. And it sounds like he's bringing the OC into DC probably. So I think it's a good hire. I like it. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Um, okay, the two big ones. Brian, let's start with Brian Kelly, the co- coach of Notre Dame. Um, leaves to LSU. He gets, I believe it was like 10 years, $95 million. Um, 
we can kind of argue about which is a bigger like brand in Notre Dame or LSU, which is the better coaching job. I think they're, I don't know if you guys disagree, but I think they're kind of in the same category to me. Like they're both insanely good jobs, right? Mm-hmm. To me, this, the, the move for Brian Kelly was, I, he, I think he was like, I've reached my ceiling here at Notre Dame. We've been to the playoffs like three times. We get blown out every time. I think I have the chance to win a championship at LSU because the last three coaches to be at LSU have won national championships. That's pretty insane. Mm. Um, so that's what it said to me. I don't know if you guys agree, disagree, but that's kind of what I, I was shocked. Like I didn't see his name hadn't been floated out at all. But now that you look at it, you're like, yeah, I mean, did he leave a comfortable job? Yeah. But now he has a chance to win like a better chance, I believe probably to win a national title. So I don't know. Any reports are saying he said to the team, "It was time for me and my family to take a new opportunity and make new experiences." Yeah, he was probably bored, right? Yeah. And he was probably like, eh, "Like, could I? I could go to the playoff again and probably get blown out, but maybe I try LSU." I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to hear what his mindset is on them joining a conference, them, them yeah. making a push to solidify themselves at a legitimate chance of being in the playoff every year. And it's like the situation right now. They're at six, but they don't play this weekend. So what kind of statement can they make? Yeah. And it's like, if I was him, I'd be tired of it too. It's yeah. like Notre Dame, we've talked about this, we've said it a thousand times between us, like we don't see Notre Dame as the same as like our parents do. And it's like, but Notre Dame holds themselves to a higher standard right. still. And it's like, a, it's almost like an ego thing. To me. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. They also, everyone's talking about the way he left. Like, did you guys see that picture of this, of the text that oh, he yeah. sent yeah, his, yeah. his players. Saw the text and then Barstool put out like a four minute video, two of them, about yeah, some his player, seat, Some yeah. player like hit, the, hit his phone. Nice. You gotta watch it. It's pretty, um, it's pretty interesting. So yeah, watch that if you if you can't. You probably won't. won't you probably can't play it now. because. Oh like no, I'm not going to play it now. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. But um, I don't know. I've listened to a lot on it today and yesterday about like how else do you want him to handle it? People are like, he had like, the way that media works nowadays, once he signs it, there's so many people that tweet out. Like, it's... I don't know. Everyone's mad because he sent the team a text in, instead of, like, meeting with them. I don't know. It's it's kind of like, what are you going to do? There's nothing to do because they traveled to go sign the paper. Exactly. So, yeah. It's like, you can't... Yeah. You can't keep the story in wrap. Yeah. It's just as well. It's the same thing when Harson left here. They were all the players right. were pissed off. It's like, well... The guy walks out of the building and he's and they already know. It's like, what are you gonna do? What are exactly. You gonna do? Mm-hmm. And the nice thing now is, players can transfer. Like if they don't like it, they're not. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was in the olden days where you had to. You, players couldn't leave. Now they can leave. So they're just like the coaches, and they get paid too. So it's like, I don't know. I it was kind of annoying. Everybody whining about that. Big one though was Lincoln Riley to UFC. Lincoln Riley was the coach at Oklahoma. He was. Everyone called him the chosen one because Bob Stoops, the legendary Oklahoma coach, basically handpicked Lincoln Riley. Who, side note, Bob Stoops is going to coach Oklahoma in the bowl game. Bowl game. That, that is blew my mind. unbelievable That's to me. Awesome. Bob Stoops is was on my TV before Ohio State Michigan, talking about the game a week ago, and now he's going to be the interim head coach for the co- the or, the program that he left. A couple years ago, I don't know. It's absolutely my people made the joke that Lou Holtz was gonna coach the Notre Dame team. But Lincoln Riley chooses USC. I'm gonna find this. Um, I don't know what what were, were you guys 
I didn't believe it. I I saw the little like rumors and like we've seen it a million times. He's supposed to go everywhere. He's supposed to go to the NFL three years ago and it didn't happen. You're like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe this. And then just within 20 minutes, it's like, all right, here we go. <laughs> In relation to the Brian Coe situation, it was more like Lincoln Riley didn't give a crap. He was like, oh, yeah. I'm, out, I'm out, I'm getting the bag, I'm getting all this stuff. And then, yeah, he just had this, like, he just had this confidence about him that he's like, yeah, I'm going to go turn this place around. And yeah. Get, I'm getting away from Oklahoma. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of worried. So that's kind of, they're kind of similar to Notre Dame, I think. Like, one, they're going to the SEC. I think no, I listened to an interview with Lincoln Riley and he said that didn't play. He's like that plays zero percent factor. I was like, yeah, bull crap. <laughs> um, here's his contract details. This is insane. So ten years, a hundred and ten million dollars. That's eleven million dollars a year. Just fifteen more than Kelly. Yeah. Fifteen more than Kelly. Yep. Um, USC is buying both of his home, homes in Oklahoma for five hundred thousand dollars. Over the asking price. So that, those were all real. Yes. This all is, those. This is like four. Million. I saw the That's first one. I thought the first seven, one was no. real, and I thought the rest of them were just jokes talking about how much money this was worth. Those are all no, real. This is oh real. That's a four million dollar <laughs> signing bonus. So yep. Um, he bought they USC bought him a six million dollar home in L.A. And they get unlimited use of a private jet twenty four seven for the family. And I just wonder how this all comes about because it's like do. Do they just are they just like we know what you want here here are all these things or are they just negotiating he's like private jet yes uh, <laughs> I want you to buy both of my houses They're like, both and they walk around and everybody's like kind of nodding and he's like all right fine <laughs> I this has been going on for months his wife, his wife yeah is like, for sure like, it's been going on for months I, I really I really want like a big kitchen <laughs> right away the house too <laughs> there's an email there's gonna be an email chain going out like 10 years from now it's gonna be Lincoln Riley and like USC's head booster and they're like he's like okay so what do we gotta do to get you and he's like he lays it out and he's like I don't know if I can do that he's like well that's my price <laughs> <laughs> and you think about it too like USC's gotta have some of the biggest boosters in oh the by far yeah. we were talking about this the other day yeah. just... half of them are just yeah. like LA, Hollywood. Oh, it's like Will Ferrell. Yeah, um, every big company you can ever think of is donating yeah. at least five million. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. So, it's a drop in the bucket for him. Yeah, man, I never thought about it that way, Matthew. I wonder what, what do you guys think is more likely? Do you think this was a negotiation or do you think Riley like slid the piece of paper over with this <laughs> list and they looked it over? They kind of looked at each other. They were like, okay, well, Will Ferrell's in a new movie. He'd probably need a couple more million dollars. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like they're just passing around like a like a ball of like write down how much you can donate and they're like crunching the numbers like all right I think we can do that. Was there more on this list that Riley right. wanted? Is he like? Did they say like list your ten best dreams? Write them all on a piece of paper. We'll draw four of them. <laughs> out of the hat. Yeah, we'll pull them out of the hat. Pick ten. We'll choose five. Imagine like, they didn't they didn't pick the set, the buying the Oklahoma houses. So he's like. It's now have three houses. <laughs> Two of them are in Oklahoma. You see, I really wanted that space station on the moon. That's okay. Uh, I had to sell I'll for the six for million dollar house in Southern California. I also think USC was so desperate they probably just showed up at this house yeah. with us. That's that's yeah. when I first saw this. I was probably thinking because USC also sort of has like a history, sort of a culture of being really good, but they're just. I feel like they there's, haven't been amazing. Recently. Storied franchise. Yeah. So like, I, I feel think, like they're trying to revive that, and they're like. They're throwing the Hail Mary at Lincoln Riley, not Hail Mary necessarily. But like yeah. I feel like they're Hail just Mary. giving no. like they're like, listen, we can give you so much more than anyone else we're gonna give it to you. Like please, please yeah. just come here. <laughs> like that's when I first saw that I was like, 
he got bought out so hard. It's desperate. It's a desperate list. Yeah. yeah, but it definitely could have been a good show. They didn't need that getting out, though. That list right there, that did not need to no, get out. No, I don't know how it did. I don't know if that guy I love that it did, full though. Full of crap. <laughs> that guy didn't tweet it, but... Yeah. I don't know, man. It's crazy. I, I think may, this might be controversial. Besides, I think Alabama's the biggest, best brand in college football. I think USC might be second. I think it's close. Mm. I think the cow... Yeah. But you can make an argument for a lot of other schools, but... Right. There's definitely a tier. Alabama's a tier, but... Second tier. It's yeah. like like USC, Texas. There's a lot. LSU, Notre Dame. You can throw in there too. Right. Ohio State probably. But there's there's a lot. But you could definitely make the argument, especially it being, it's LA. Like yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. the market. Yeah. For the fact that like Oklahoma's a pretty big program too. For the fact that the move from Oklahoma to USC. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if its actual price was all that. Like who knows if it was really worth or not. But moving up from Oklahoma to USC was millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. There's bigger jumps. All right, baseball. Um, me and Matthew did a, like 45 minutes on the Mariners today. So if you want to hear us go in-depth on the Mariners, check our YouTube. I'm going to roll through these really quick. Also, breaking news, um, MLB lockout is happening, as confirmed. So, Can we make one more comment about the USC thing? Yes. Them losing all the recruits. Oh, yes. Oklahoma. Sorry, leaves. I wrote that in the doc. I totally skipped it. Five-star quarterback leaves and then commits to USC yesterday. So. Yeah. It's a. It's this has been going on for months. This is the, there's no way this wasn't planned. This was, he is he three, masterminded this whole thing. Three He's other guys Oklahoma. are transferring. They've lost two five stars. They've lost Hazelwood, yeah, their best receiver. Three, yeah. Um, yeah, Spencer's no. gone. Caleb Williams is non. Does not want to comment on yeah. what he's doing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oklahoma screwed. Also, yeah. quick comment. Um, if you haven't seen the Arch Manning video on Ole Miss, <laughs> um, please watch. Have you seen that? No. Oh my gosh, you lied. <laughs> So Arch, you know who Arch Manning yeah. is, I'm assuming. Okay, so Arch Manning is, it's a video of this, like, cute blonde girl, lay, they're laying in bed, not, like, in bed. She's, like, at the end of the bed, he's laying down. Like yeah, this. It's, Arch has his, like, hand, head on his, like, hand, and he's, he's like, kind of tired, you can tell. And she's, like, Arch Manning is coming to Old Miss, right? And he's, like, yep. Hotty toddy, which is like what they say in old days. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Yay!" Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the funniest videos. It's super funny. Uh, it's really I don't good. think he's going to miss, but that's fine. <laughs> hilarious. Hotty toddy. He decommitted right after he <laughs> His dad was like, "Arch." And he's yeah. Like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> All right, quickly on MLB. Uh, Mariners signed Robbie Ray, a reigning AL Cy Young winner. That is the big move for the Mariners, at least. Um, Rangers make two big splashes. They sign Marcus Simeon to a seven-year, $175 million deal. And then Corey Seager, the former Dodgers shortstop, to a 10-year, $325 million deal. Insane money for both of those guys. Especially, like, the Seager one is warranted. Seager's, like, 26, I think, 27. Like, you knew he was going to get big money. Props for Simeon for being – he took a chance on himself. He signed, like, a one-year deal last year at the Blue Jays and now gets – I think he's 31. Yeah. Gets a seven-year deal. He's set for life. I bet the Dodgers croaked when they saw what Seager signed for. Oh, bet, my gosh. I bet you their offer wasn't that close to that. No, no. I think you're totally right. Um, the Mets signed Max Scherzer, who's 37, I believe, 38. 37, 38. He's old. <laughs> To a three-year deal. Three-year, $130 million deal. That's $43 million a year. Brandon, I know you were happy about that because he's not a Dodger anymore. Yes. Um, Dodgers are losing most of their people. I mean, it's, it's shocking. It's, it's a shocking it's development in baseball. Yeah. 
But, I mean, I don't think the Dodgers were close to 43 or whatever it nope, was. Million nope, either. I so, not, they I were not just at getting all. blown out of the water. Um, Blue Jays sign your guy. Is it, it's Kevin Gosman, right? Kevin Gosman, yeah. To a five-year 110. Good for him. Another guy took a chance on himself. Yep. Um, again, same kind of thing. Your your deal was probably not super close. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I didn't think he was going to get five years. That's why I didn't yeah. think Yeah. And I know you had you had said that to us before that. Um, that you, you were like, ah, I don't think we'll give... I think our deal will be a shorter one. Yeah. And he got the long deal. So good, good for him. Yeah. Any more baseball ones that I miss? Uh, Strowman signed to the Cubs. Oh, Strowman yeah. signed yeah. to the Cubs, yes. Cubbies. He got bagged, too. Just a quick question, because I haven't... Like, I'm not a big baseball fan. Um, You're the voice of the people in this. I'm the voice of the people. Yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like you probably have a lot of people listening to the podcast. Probably, so but there's, anyway. there's probably people who don't. Anyway, um, just money-wise, how does a pitcher compare to like an NFL quarterback? Like I feel like it's pretty close sometimes. Mm, it's not... So the, it's weird because pitchers only pitch once every five days. Yeah. So they... So, and, so depending on how you compare it all, they technically could be making a lot more just of their use because a quarterback plays their, every game. Oh, like, for their use, yes, but they're not like, the, it's not the same as where like a quarterback is always the highest paid. Yeah. Because yeah. that that's, I think that's kind of what you're getting at, at least if I understood your question right at first. Yeah. So, for, but like, I know a popular thing for, for um, major league guys to do, like you see this on Twitter a lot, is that when they sign the big contracts, it's like, how much did he make per pitch? And mm. it's like an insane, it's like a thousand, it'll be like, thousand dollars a pitch and so everyone makes the joke they're like i'd go throw until my arm fell off i was making a thousand dollars a pitch but you know it's a good question because like when you look at the Seager deal 10 for 325 easy conversion you know 32.5 a year and then you look at the scherzer deal you're like well, why does that make any sense because scherzer pitches every once every five days and Seager's playing most of the days and it's like well but then you look at robbie ray and kevin gosman who like Cy Young Award, those guys are young, and they only made $20 million a year. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to, like, if you're a playoff team, to have a guy that you can throw out there for game one or game seven, you know, whatever it may be, you know, that can hold the team to two runs, one run, and that's just invaluable. But, yeah, there's definitely a reason why, like, the best position players are getting 10-year... 300 million like Mookie Pets' contract or whatever it was but you know with pitchers the durability is a big factor to it you don't see pitchers getting 10 year deals it just doesn't really happen well, the Scherzer's going to be 41 when that deal's done yeah. 41 wow. years old and paying him 40 something million it's just unreal and the Stroman deal today it's only 3 years and he hasn't got 70 something but it's like the Cubs aren't supposed to be good right like, no. they're, they're, they're not going to be good he has a second year opt out like by his choice so it's almost like a no-brainer for him. He's going to collect right. money, and if they're not good, he's okay. I'm out. <laughs> exactly. yeah. and, if, and if they're not good, they might trade him. That's like true. Yeah. All right, college basketball. I just wanted to do a little clip because we talked Gonzaga with Brock in the last pod, or maybe that was two pods ago. They beat UCLA by 20, then followed the Duke by three, and then Duke loses yesterday to Ohio State. So just a little bit of early college basketball stuff for you. Also, Boise State, they lost last night to St. Louis. Um, but before that, who? what was the team that they lost to? <laughs> Call it, was it CU Bakersfield? Oh, Something like that. Probably the worst loss in Boise State basketball history. We scored 39 points. Not no, not not at halftime. No, not one one guy didn't score 39. Our team scored 39 points in the entire game. Um, yeah, our team scored 39 points. 
in the entire game. CSU um, Bakersfield. CSU Bakersfield. They scored 46 and beat us. 46 to 39 is the final score in a college basketball Did you see, game. Uh, let me see. We had 37 at halftime in the game. What was the score? About, uh, <laughs> oh my Washington gosh. State played. Oh, yeah. Arizona, Arizona State. State. Arizona State put up 20, 29. 20, 20, no, yeah, 29. You're right. 29 points that's in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but here are the numbers for Boise State. This is, yeah, I mean, that's horrible. 20. Um, Boise State from. From the free throw line against CSU Bakersfield, 50, 53% from the free throw line as a team. From three-point range, 6 for 32, which is 18.8%. And from the field, from the field, 13 for 58, 22.4%. We were 46% from the free throw line last game. Yeah, even worse. Pathetic. They took like thirty attempts, didn't they? Even worse. And and you know what uh, Rice said for the game, the coach? He said, "We got it figured out. We got the free throw thing figured out. We worked on it all week." Forty six percent. Oh my gosh! I don't even. <laughs> I mean, they, some of them weren't even close. We uh, Matthew, yeah. we were watching the game, and some of them were not even close. I was at the game. It was yeah. bad. They they, they bad. weren't even close. Really they bad. weren't even close. They were extremely bad. Bricks. They hitting the bottom of the backboard. I don't know what's going on. I looked around before the game, and I was like, there was not not very many people there against St. Louis yesterday. It filled out as the game went on, but I was looking around at the, just the regular people, like not us students, and I was like, how much do you think tickets, normal tickets cost? And I was like, I wouldn't pay more than $7.50. I think that's, that's about as max as I would pay, and probably not even that, so... Yeah. That's too much talk on the Broncos. Yeah, to change the subject slightly, did you see the article that Paulo is losing to Tess? Yes, that's insane. That's that is... unbelievable. Did you hear that? Yeah. The, the Paulo Bontrago, he played for O'Day High School, which is in Seattle. Number Like, number two player in the country, I think, mm-hmm. is at Duke. Seven pounds a day? Seven, Seven pounds a game. a game. Sorry. He From loses. sweating. He has a medical condition. Yes. They're doing studies on him. He, like, he actually has medical He's condition. having to like, drink this special fluid that basically he's, like... He sweats at yeah. an extreme amount. He's got, he like, solidifies as he's drinking it. And it stops him from sweating as much. It's just this crazy... I yeah. I mean, I cannot... I mean, with that, it's amazing. That but he's, he's really good. Like he's seen. incredible. <laughs> um, Jackie Bradley Jr. traded to the Red Sox. Welcome back. Yeah, back on the Red Sox. He was on the Brewers, on the Brewers yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, one thing, it's a fun fact to bring here. Um, if you want to go to Boise State game, it is five bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, at least they're reasonable. Be, you might, your nose might be bleeding, but it's five bucks. All right, let's get into the NFL. Um, good, good college talk with the boys. Um, all right, NFL. We're not recapping every game from last week, just kind of the main ones. And then I didn't really have a mailbag segment at the end so we'll kind of just do a mailbag as we go along then we'll give our picks and we need to do the playoff crossoff game boys we need to remember to do that because we have not done how far are we behind i think i, think I put one on there last week, yeah i think so. brandon i think you might be like three or four behind i added some. oh you did i, I did added. Added. okay i I'll then i'm the behind numbers, we'll we'll get to that when we get there I will but check the numbers brandon start with the nfl recap oh first game we got here gentlemen we got the steelers and Bengals. uh this one was an ugly game if you're a steelers fan it just i don't know what to even say about this team they go up against the chargers put up 30 last week and then they come to the Bengals game um rival game i mean man Bengals 41 10 in this one uh joe mixon have yourself a day 28 carries 165 on the ground two touchdowns 
Um, Eli's boy, uh, Higgins, coming in with six receptions, 115 yards and a touchdown. I mean, Bengals dominated this game, dominated this game from start to finish. Um, I'm going to look up Najee Harris's stat line because it just seems like the poor guy, I mean, he's just running into brick walls. I mean, eight for 23. I mean, what, what do you want the guy to do? Ugh. I mean, they just – these teams are daring Ben Roethlisberger to throw the ball, and it's like there's such a loyalty to him, and it's at this point it's like what can go wrong? And, like, I mean, I say – I used to say as a joke. I bought stock as a joke for this guy, but – like, why not? I mean, I, actually, I'd take Big Ben over Rudolph, <coughs> but why not let Haskins throw the that, ball? So that's what I, that was the question I kind of wrote down for the for the Steelers, but, like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. What, what, are, what are the negatives here? I mean, why did they bring him in if they weren't going to at least play? I mean, right. it yeah. can't get worse. It cannot get worse than what we're seeing offensively right now. They've put up 23, 17, 10, 17, 19, uh, 23... 15, 29, 16, and a tie. Good play. 37 against Chargers last week. Highest score of the year. Congratulations. And 10. Well, the Chargers can't play defense, no, so that doesn't say anything. I mean, it's it's just it's abysmal. And now they're – you know what seed they are in the AFC? They're 11th. Five, five. Yeah, they're they're 11th seed. There's a in lot of teams there. Too. I mean, but yeah, it's just – And it's so clearly bent, too. It's undeniable. Like, they have, they have great receivers. They have Najee Harris, who's shown that he's excellent. And it's just they just can't get the ball out of their playmakers' hands. So yeah. I looked up uh, Dwayne Haskins Steelers and came across this article talking about uh, Pittsburgh Steelers coaches questioning his work ethic, Shocker. and said that uh, it was uh, November fifteenth. They were said said Steelers coaches observed Haskins get ready and remarked, "Look at that! How ridiculous is that? That's just lazy." And apparently this, this one beat reporter said that he spent warm-ups throwing lousy passes and checking his phone. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think they that's just, on Haskins. But yeah. <laughs> I think he is he is doing everything wrong. Because, I that's, like you said, it doesn't make any sense. Life. I think he's just doing everything wrong. And, and they know Rudolph bad. And they yeah. knew Rudolph That's the thing. That's, and if you're Haskins, I mean, he knows he's not, like, amazing. But he sees that they clearly want to go with Big Ben. And he's watching him play. Like, that's awful. And then he sees their backup. And he's like, ugh. And then... Which I don't know why it doesn't make him want to try harder, but he's probably thinking, <laughs> no, he's looking at those two those two nincompoops, and he's like, I'm third. He's like, I'm, he's like, they ranked me. Yeah, he says they've ranked me below both of these guys, and he so like I'm, I'm not third. trying to I'm not trying to defend him because if you're. He honestly seems like a horrible person from every report I've read. That's the thing. It's like it is, it's unexcusable if you're if you're warming up for a game. Like, come on, like. You don't check your phone. Like you can't do that. But like he's probably just so confused and upset. Yeah. For the Steelers, it gets even worse. I mean, they're probably gonna be my next team off the playoff list because I did. I, they play the Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. Well, just in their division, yeah, I would have to put up at least thirty-eight every game to even have a chance on those. Yeah, just in their division, I would take all three of those teams to make the playoffs before them. Oh yeah. <laughs> Part of my take always does um, AFC North quarterback rankings, and they <laughs> they're like. Tyler Huntley, um, uh, Case Keenum, <laughs> Dwayne Haskins, Trex McSong, <laughs> Mason Rudolph, Big Ben's boot, Big Ben. <laughs> uh, I just hope, I hope that the era of Big Ben is over. I hope so. Next year. It's, pain. comes back it's painful. Year. I'm oh, not even watching the NFL. Also, um, this is kind of just behind the scenes of the game chat, but I figured it was in my mind now. When we get back for a second semester, I'm... Me and Matthew were talking about this. 
love to do a live show again where we do the rebuilding series if we can find a time for all of us because that was really fun and we just do it on YouTube this time because that, that radio thing was a mess but um, I was like that, that was just fun looking through all the teams and predicting their off seasons um, okay next game Matthew okay uh, got the Chargers losing 28-13 to 13 to the Broncos this week uh, Chargers are falling apart yeah, but yeah, what is going on, dude? The run, the run, I mean, I you know, know it's you know it's bad when your quarterback leads the team in rushing with four carries for thirty six yards, and Eckler's really good. I don't know what the heck's going on with the run game this entire year, but I can't not even remember the last time a Chargers running back was been like twenty for you know one hundred and ten. Like it just I. They're just a, I, they're way too talented offensively to be this like mediocre with how many points they put up and the defense is just a bunch of big names that don't play together. I mean, twenty eight <clears throat> points to Teddy Bridgewater, who's like complete eleven passes for one hundred twenty nine yards. <laughs> like I just I I don't I, they're just I it's so disappointing and I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't you know, even think they're falling apart. I just think that they don't know what their identity is. Yeah. Like, as a team, I just yeah. think that they're all over the place. Like, I mean, Staley's first year coaching this team, I'm, I think it's it's going to take some time. And, like, I, yeah, like I was, I thought they were like, man, Chargers, they just falling apart. But they've been like this. It's been like this, 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 this. It's like they put up yeah. 30 or they put up nothing. And then I just think they need to figure out what they are as a team. And that defense has to play better. And that's just – you have a defensive head coach and your defense can't stop anybody. That doesn't make any sense. So – they're dead last in rushing yards allowed. Their rushing defense is garbage. Oh, like, they give up mo- yeah. giving up the most rushing mm-hmm. yards, like by a hundred yards over the Texans. I mean, it is, and everyone just runs the ball on the Texans because they're already up by thirty. It's bad. They're, yeah, I think you're right, Brandon. I think they have no identity. I wrote down like, are they a year or two away? I mean, I you you'd hope you can figure it out, but I think I think you're right. I think you summed it up. I think you're a little bit right. I think they need to figure out. Who they are before we, right? <laughs> so we, I mean, I wrote down: Are they are they playing the worst right now in their division? Are they playing the worst football right now? Most inconsistent, without a doubt. For yeah. sure, because I mean, the Raiders just beat the Cowboys. The Chiefs look like they're found their stride again, and they just got kind of handled Shut by the Broncos. The answer's yes. Broncos is so weird too. You beat the yeah. Cowboys, you beat the Chargers, and then they just have. They play like the Giants and they play abysmal. I don't know. They're just they're a really weird team too. It's with Teddy B, their quarterback, it's a problem. But Drew Locke's Drew Locke's the answer. Worse. So. I don't know. That they're div- gonna have Aaron Rodgers next year. That, that division is so weird because like we've seen the Broncos, <laughs> we've seen the Bron- Broncos play really well and really bad. The Raiders are very hot and cold. The Chargers we thought were gonna be really good and they've had some spots where they looked amazing and then some spots where they look really bad. And the Chiefs started out bad and now they're really good. Yeah, weird, very like, weird division. Very yeah. all over the place. But I feel like it's just like by the end of the season, I feel like it's gonna probably level out like pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Maybe not that. like I think pretty soon it's gonna level out. I think the Chiefs kinda hitting their stride. I feel like they'll kind of emerge out of that division. Actually, I take that back. I don't think it's going to level out. I think the Chiefs will be first, and I think the other three teams mm-hmm. will just wrestle it out. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I take it back. I take back what I said. <laughs> do, you think, do you think any of the other three teams make the playoffs? Okay, that was my... I have to look at the rest of the... Do, who's more likely to make the playoffs, the Bengals or the Chargers? This is It's Joe Burrow and Herbert, like two quarterbacks from last year. Right now, the Bengals are the five seed. They are, they're the five seed in the AFC. They're seven and four. 
Chargers would be in right now. They're the seven seed. They're six and five. But the Raiders and the Broncos are also six and five, and they're the eight nine seed. I mean, well, they play each other. They do play each other. The next week. Ooh. Wow, they play each other this week. Yeah, that's right. And then they have Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. So they got Wait, who's that? Bengals. Yeah. They got a lot of. They like four out of the last six are home games. I mean, to play the Niners at home is big. Chargers schedule a lot easier than that. Bengals, Giants, Chiefs, Texans, Broncos, Raiders. That's they're going to get a chance to prove that they're not the worst team in their division. Yeah. But That's gonna be a fun I don't know if I trust them. Even if they make the playoffs, there's no way I'd pick them to win a playoff no. game. I don't think they're. I don't think they're that. Not that <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I'll just Bucks Colts really quickly. We can. I, I I didn't take too much away from this game. No, I think the biggest thing because the Colts before this game. We're arguably one of the hottest teams, yeah. the hottest team in the NFL. Yeah. A big part of that was Jonathan Taylor, and he just wasn't a huge factor in this game as he has been the last couple of games. Um, he did end up – he had 16 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown, but, like, probably at least half – like, I think half those yards, if not maybe a little bit more. Like, half those yards – Yeah, like, more than half those yards and that touchdown came from the last drive. And – because I remember he had, like, almost nothing, and then it was just kind of like a garbage time. Like, they literally just handed off, handed off to him all the way down the field, and he got the touchdown. And so, his stats weren't even that great, and they were kind of padded. So, I think – and they only lost by a touchdown to the Bucs. And so, I think that was the biggest story. Uh, the Bucs did have a very tough run yeah, they, defense. They so. had the right game plan. I mean, the, yeah. the Bucs had the best mm-hmm. run defense probably, or at least top three. And they went after those corners that are very weak to the Bucs. So, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't blame them for not going to Jonathan Taylor. No, yeah. But this is kind of what we like. This is what I expected for this game. Like higher scoring and the Bucks win by seven. I would have totally bought that. It's one of the few games this year where we've been like, "Hey, that makes this makes sense." Yeah. Yeah. Um, quickly on this game because it was a poopy game. Um, <laughs> Dolphins thirty-three, Panthers ten. Cam Newton had one of the worst stat lines you'll ever see by a quarterback ever. Five for twenty-one, ninety-two yards, and two touchdowns. I think he was three for four with like. 20 rushing yards and a touchdown the first drive. So that tells you how bad it got after that. Oh. And then PJ Walker came in and was 5 for 10. Then <laughs> He's bad. I mean, yeah. love the story. The dude came from what, the XFL MVP. I mean, great story. Every time he's gotten in the game, he's looked trash. Like, yep, bad. awful. Awful. Um, and then, I mean, don't sleep on the Dolphins. They're going to be, they play the Giants and the Jets before Christmas. They could be 500. They were 1 and 7. I know. Crazy. Jeez. They're not win. It's not like they're winning these. Like, wow, the Dolphins are good. Like, the worst part about it is two is actually playing pretty. I know he's playing stable. better, <laughs> a lot better. Stable. Yeah, it's a good. It's hey, honestly, good for him. <laughs> no, good yeah, for yeah. him. No, still getting traded, but good for him. Yes, <laughs> I mean this kind of proves that, like, hey, we have, if we have a good quarterback play, like we can win games. So that defense is good, man. Yeah, that defense is good. Um, yeah, Cam's done. He's we we knew what he was before this. He's he's a good option on the goal line. It's great inside the 20. Yeah, that's it. That's he it. He can't throw the ball. I mean, he just looks like he's in pain the whole time. It's like, it's a very small sample. But when boys used to say, I think it was Fresno State, we put in that big quarterback, like Talon Green or something like that. Mm-hmm. He had like one, they did like an option, like a read option play, and he got like a 12-yard run. Everyone's like, yeah. And then um, I think he tried it like two more times and got stopped, and then he tried throwing it, and it was just awful. So it's like, <laughs> like Cam would give you those plays every once in a while, but – Definitely not worth. I mean, I know they didn't shell a ton of money for him, but like, it's just that's not what they need right now. No, it's just crazy. I, you asked a very valid question a couple weeks ago, like, can Cam get a long term deal after the season? And it's like, 
He's definitely showing his true colors. Where yeah. yeah. Like, if, yeah. He, if he can't go back to the Panthers and, like, I feel like the story was there. If, if anything was going to get Cam, like, a good starting job in the NFL, it was going to be going back to the Panthers, like, this magical, like, late season run. And, like, if he can't do it, like, right now, like, I feel like this is probably it. You two don't answer. How much do you think they paid Cam for the rest of the season to go out there and be their interim quarterback? Don't they give him, like, Ten million dollars. Yeah, that's ten million to go out there and go what? Five for twenty something. Five for twenty-one. That's amazing, isn't it? I just because he can run five yards and truck a linebacker. I think I don't know with Christian McCaffrey out. I don't know. I could see a world where this is the last season we ever see him play. Yeah, McCaffrey. I could, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's, it's because it's Cam. It's like if you if if it was a guy with a a little bit less of an ego, he'd be a great goal, like a great Taysom Hill kind of gadget yeah. player where like he'd sign a very low deal and just be like a, a really good inside the twenties quarterback. Ego. But sorry, ego. Yeah, ego. Exactly. no, that's it's exactly. The first game, I'm back. Yeah, you're back, but it doesn't mean you're good. Exactly. Like, who did they even play that first game? Cardinals. 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 But without Kyler, true. That is true. And Diop. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, they'd be so good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patriots, Titans is the next game. Patriots, 36 to 13. Titans kind of fell back down to earth. Um, the, the, yeah. <laughs> They're all gone. Yeah, yeah, every single one of them. We, we did a whole pod on this offseason about the Julio, AJ Brown, and Derrick Henry. We're like, who's going to stop this? <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to stop them when you have <laughs> the <hospital>. Westbrook, Hollister, <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> did you say the hospital? Yeah, who's going to stop them? Uh, the doctors. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. One, two, three. Okay, they had 11 completions. And they had oh my nine gosh. different guys catch the ball. Jesus. That's hilarious. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They were rushing. I mean, I mean, this is a prop to their offensive line. This is amazing. Yeah. Dontrell Hilliard, 12 for 131 the touchdown. Dante Foreman, 19 for 109. Yeah. I mean, so they, they, I mean yeah. on the ground. Yeah. Hill, like, no, no Hilliard had, uh, he had like one big breakaway touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, 68 yeah. yards. Yeah. Still, but there's just no chemistry between any of these, which understandably, I mean, you don't get first team reps when you're down here, but yeah, yeah Tannehill's struggling. Struggling. <laughs> okay, also, I don't want to, I don't want to brag. I, I like I've I've been on the Patriots for a little bit now. Are they a legit? Do you guys? I, I just a, like are they legit ASC contenders? I think so. I think defensively they are. Yes. Offensively, but, I'm still a little like. Okay, that's a very bad point. But with the way the AFC is, I think just because of that, they that makes them legit contenders. Oh yeah. Yeah, I Definitely. think because of the Patriots and their defense is looking great, and they can run the ball pretty effectively, like. I think they're going to be a challenge for any team going forward now. Like, they're hitting their stride. They're not a team anyone's going to want to play. No, and not at all. I'd hate to play them. That's, like, is there, it's, it's just everything. Like, I know they're not the Patriots of old necessarily, but it's, it's Bill Belichick. It's New England. Like, now that they're starting to look kind of good, it's like, oh boy, we have to worry about them now. Kind of thing. That's how I see it. It's like, you, they weren't really on, like, kind of a rough start. You know, they weren't really on anyone's radar. And now it's like... They're, yeah. coming, they're coming in hot. Brandon? They just better hope they don't get behind. They, they yeah. got to play to their recipe, and that's what it is. So I think, uh, yeah, I've been listening to a lot of, like, uh, for some reason, the podcasts I listen to on the NFL, a lot of them are Patriots fans, which is kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> actually, very annoying. I'm not going to show Yeah. Um, 
it, that's what they're worried about too is like probably not going to win a shootout with this team yeah, maybe mm. if, well, I'd say the Bills but they don't know what they're going <laughs> yeah. say they met the Chiefs in the playoffs yeah. and then Mahomes breaks through the Belichick barrier and then it's on Mac Jones and that's just not their recipe no. they like to run the ball play action and Mac's been doing that great and who was it I think it was um, oh God what's the guy he's bald he's got a show Rex Rex, Rex no 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 but he's a he's a talk show guy but Priscilla. he said it, no, it was um, I can't remember. But he said like oh uh, this is kind of a bold statement, but I think Mac Jones is running the offense just like Tom Brady did, and it's true. I mean they're they're running the same type of offense where they run the ball and it's play action over the middle, and then they have good pieces to do it with. But yeah, once they get behind, it's gonna be a whole different type of offense. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, obviously, I agree with everything you're saying. It's definitely their Achilles heel, and these two games against the Bills is it going to be. A, I can't wait for both those games because yeah. it's going to be a huge tell for both of those teams and kind of just NFC or a, AFC. Um, but I could definitely see the Patriots. Like we've seen Jacksonville just snub the Bills, and I could see the Patriots doing that same exact thing. I could also see the Bills just like coming out and just throwing like two touchdowns in the first quarter and just silencing the Patriots from the start. Rich Eisen. Um, Rich Eisen, there we go. Oh. <laughs> I look over Matthew's got like a whole panel of Google images. I just look at balls. NFL balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that's a good menu, but I don't see <laughs> No, this Monday night is one of the biggest games of the year so far. I mean, Bill's paid, this is, it's like almost for the division already and it's, yeah, huge game. What Bill's team will we get? Um, I don't want to talk about this game at all. Giants thirteen to seven over the Eagles. I just wanted to say that the Eagles' hopes are crushed. I listened back to our pod from last week with Cole and Reed, and Cole said it. He was like, "I think all, I think you, Cole, maybe and Reed all picked the Eagles last week." And Cole goes, "I feel like we're jumping on this train right as it's about to go off the tracks." And he, said, he said it even before we recorded the podcast because we were talking about the Eagles just like watching football or whatever, and we're like, "Eagles look kind of good." And then it was either Cole or Reed, and they're like. Oh, yeah, everyone's probably going to jump on the train ride as it derails. And I was like, I don't care, I'm jumping on the train. <laughs> you guys weren't the only ones because Inside yeah. Eagles Insider said that uh, Jalen Hurts is the new franchise quarterback. And oh, he goes out oh. and lays an egg. So, Uh-oh. like, everybody was on a week. That was so funny watching that game on Sunday. And every time Red Zone would cut to the Eagles, we all just go, franchise quarterback, fran- franchise quarterback. And then pick. pick. Yeah. <laughs> what was the stat like? There's no way. He's running for, I mean, yeah, he, he might have more rushing yards than he did thousand yards. I don't know. I remember because we I was looking at his like his fantasy stats, and he, yeah, yeah. um, he had like nine points with zero intercept or zero touchdowns and like three us. picks, but it's because he had like seventy rushing yards. Fourteen for thirty-one, one twenty-nine. He had seventy-seven rushing yards uh, and three three picks, yeah. three yeah. picks and no touchdowns, and yeah. he still got like ten fantasy points. CPR seventeen. All right. The big heavyweight battle, Packers 36, Rams 28. I'm ready to say it. The Packers are probably the best team in football right now. The Packers are the best team in football right now, in my opinion. Yeah. And I still think Matthew's right. I still think they're going to lose in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> I think so but I don't, I, don't, I don't know who I would choose right now. I think they're the favorites in the NFC. Um, I think they're the best team in football right now. And they still don't have... Zadaria Smith, David Bakhtiari, or Jair Alexander. It's kind of incredible. The emergence of AJ Dillon's been fun to watch. Very, I agree. And, and you bring up this conversation every every week of, I mean, do they have to pay um, Aaron Jones? And, you know, 
from their fan boy, fan base standpoint, I'm probably sure they're still happy because I think they are a good one-two punch. But AJ Dillon is a matchup problem, and he's just he's just he's brought a new element to this offense. I don't think they've had, and I still think that not having a wide receiver two is going to screw them in the end. But they are definitely the best team in football right now. Are you guys concerned about Matthew Stafford? Because it's been a weird little stretch for the Rams here where they looked like they were on <coughs> excuse me. Looked like they were going to light the world on fire at the beginning of the year. It was all happy in LA. Sean McVay's bragging about Matthew Stafford and how much he loves him. Um and they're on a three game losing streak and it's the Lions have a better record though. November, no way! That's a great stat. That's unbelievable. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. that. Makes me happy. Yeah, me too. The that's one time, the one time man. <laughs> yeah, zero, two, and one. <laughs> zero and three. <laughs> I mean, are you guys? Are you like? Are you? Are we worried about the Rams and Stafford? I'm worried about yeah. When you first asked, are we worried about Stafford? My answer to that is, I'm just worried about that team. I'm worried yeah. because they're def. It's obvious they're going for the Super Bowl, and I just there's no way. I mean, they could maybe still come back from this, but they do not look like a team that is going to just walk into the Super Bowl. I think it's an identity crisis. I think yeah. they need to get back to running the ball. That'd be more my plain answer. I think that yeah, I think they got a little love happy. Stafford and, and McVay did, and I think it's been a little too much flashy throw the ball over the place. I think they need to get back to running the ball, play action. Um, use Cooper Cup in that play action game. I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I feel like he has a lot of pressure on himself right now, Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. to go out and just win them a game mm-hmm. individually. And I think that's why he's kind of... We haven't really seen... It's very out of character for him to make some of the plays that he's making. Especially, what was it? The, just throwing jump balls. Yeah, he had two weeks... The Niners game. I mean, there were some throws that... I mean, it looked like... I don't know, Hank Bachmeyer, Dylan Morris. Like, it just looked like that. Or just like, alright, there's three guys there. Look like Russ, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, worked probably better. Uh, in those bad games, uh, nothing. Yeah. Anyway, that's another topic for another day. But yeah, I think he's just trying to make he's trying to make things happen that just aren't there. And like Brandon said, they gotta get back to the basics of what what makes them a good football team. To make your point, I mean, Green Bay was up thirty six seventeen at one point in this game, and then mm-hmm. he's just like, well, I gotta go berserk. What are you gonna say to that? So they've lost three games in a row. Um, I I'm not implying anything. I'm just throwing this out there. How many games have they had, Odell? <laughs> Two. Two? Yeah. Okay. The Niners okay. game was the first one. Okay. So not... And don't let their stat lines fool you. Stafford threw for over 300 yards barely, and Odell caught that touchdown. That was all garbage time. Mm-hmm. So, just so... Yeah. If people are listening to this and they're like, oh, Well, Eli, you caught a touchdown in five catches last week. No. Don't let those stat lines fool you. If you listen to this podcast, you should know better than to just purely look at the stat lines. <laughs> <laughs> and they put up 10 points on our mediocre corners, and then... The Titans, who just got shredded by Mac Jones, right? I mean, they put up sixteen points. Right, right. It's but weird. they have Jags, lucky them, and then they got Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens, Niners in the year. It's a rough stretch. We just talked about a team that lost three in a row. What about a team that's won three in a row? Yeah, Brandon, you guys are one of the hottest teams in football right now. Oh, you gosh. beat the Vikings thirty-four to twenty-six. Um, very good news. We talked about Debo last week and a couple weeks ago. I mean, he, it's incredible what he's been doing, but um, great news that he's only a week or two he's hurt. It's a sign of him maturing. Um, he said in the press conference, I felt a little pull in my groin. Um, that's why I laid down that play. If you saw the play, it was a little handoff to the left. The guy was coming right at him, and he just laid down. And um, Debo of old would try to play through it, and that's what happened last year with the hamstring injury. He tried playing through it, and he was out the rest of the year. 
So this, uh, this is, I like this sign. Sign of Debo maturing. Um, yeah, he said probably out this week. Should be back next week, if not maximum two weeks out. Um, it's the Fred Warner loss that it's going to be tough this week. And it just happens to be that we have you guys. So um, Lucky without, you. Without, yeah. our, without our best weapon and without our leader on defense, I think that this could be a trap game for us. But um, I, I, Vikings were a big hump. I'm not going to lie. I thought that our defense is going to have to step up and, and beat the Vikings. Um, and that was huge for playoff seating. <laughs> That's what I was just going to mention. Have you lost at home? I don't think... Yeah, we have. We, yeah. We it's the actually, opposite. We they were really garbage at home. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Garbage really at home. home. Huh, Start I did not. Oh. Yeah. Like, before this game... That's really funny, because yeah. before this game, everyone was like, I don't think the Niners can win at home. Um, hey, I was cold. Brandon, I, I, I mean, like... Seahawks. Especially if you win this game, which I think you will, it's going to be very hard for you guys to... Like, you guys are in a good spot. It's game script, man. It's the same yeah. thing we talk about the Patriots. If I mean, you ran the ball 39 times. Yeah. Okay. That's that's Kyle Shanahan is having a wet dream about, about this game. Well, I think Jimmy G's having a wet dream. True. He doesn't True. have a yeah. And once, once it becomes the Jimmy G show is when we've fallen apart. And so, right now we're, we're getting creative, but this, this game's going to be huge. What? How can Kyle stay creative without Debo? Because right now Debo's the one that's allowing us to get outside with the run game because it's such a different element. And... Without him, it's, uh, I'm afraid it's going to get one-dimensional. But it's Elijah Mitchell. That's what saved our year to me. Um, Debo's a great player. He stayed healthy. That's great. But when we lost um, most of the beginning of the year, it, it takes an element away from our run game, and mm-hmm. Elijah Mitchell's filled that. So, I mean, to put up 34 points where George is catching one pass for 13 it's yards, <laughs> I feel like that's probably the, the key is – I mean, we can't stop any. You know, we can't stop. I feel like a good tight end yeah. like, dominates us. So yeah. If Kittle gets, you know, seven catches for seventy yards, I think it's gonna be a tough, tough day. But having Kittle back, even though he's maybe not catching a whole lot of passes, just having him in like the game plan, especially like What's as a blocker, yeah. like that's the thing. Is like he Way he better. improves the run game insanely. Oh, yeah. But all right, the two primetime games we don't we're not gonna spend much time on them all. Both of them, two of the ugliest games we've had all year. Yeah. If you want to hear. Talk the Seahawks. Me and Brock did a, like forty minutes on the Seahawks on our last pod. So if you want to listen to that, go watch, go listen to that pod. Matthew, we don't need to talk Seahawks. We've talked them all year, and I don't really want to talk them at all anymore. They lost fifteen to seventeen to the football team. <laughs> Screw them. Browns fall to the Ravens in another like probably the ugliest game I've ever. I didn't want to watch it. I, I didn't I, watch the second half. We didn't. didn't want no one watched the second half. I've never gone into a primetime game not wanting to watch it after the first quarter like that. It was ugly. Lamar throws four picks. It was 16 to 10. I guess they won. My only question for this is for you guys um, why does Baker Mayfield continue to play if he's hurt? And why do the Browns let him? Because he's obviously hurt. They throw it to the wall. It's, it's their trust in Case Keenum, I believe. Because He Baker's, doesn't seem like that bad of a backup. He though. doesn't. And we've seen Case Keenum play at a, at a very steady level, right. which I don't think is much worse than what Baker's doing now. But the problem with Baker's injury is it is surgery and a year if he does. So that's what they're weighing. And but for him to keep playing with, what you're right. What is the what's the what's the benefit here? I mm-hmm. guess is the question to ask. But because we, I mean, we did that. We played this thirty-five million dollar game mm-hmm. before. I mean, you don't like hurt his chances. Right? I was gonna say. I think yeah. in the his off, case is getting worse and worse. He's been the most interesting guy at the thirty-five million dollar number for all year. And we when we I remember this pod that we did last year about 35 million and we were all kind of like 
No, but they'll probably do it and be fine. Like, you could kind of conceivably, like, get there. I mean, the more he plays, especially like this, the more 35 is just ridiculous to me. I mean, there was a point last year, right, where we were like, yeah, pay him 35. Right. Like, yeah. The dude's all over yeah. the place. I mean, it's just, and it's, I mean, yeah, can you say it's him playing her? I mean, maybe that's his excuse, but. Ugh. But then it's like, okay, are we going to play pay you to play hurt for your entire career? Yeah. Like, I don't know. What is he without that rock game, too? And that's I, the I, thing I is, I'd rather give $35 million to Chubb and Hunt than <laughs> give $35 million to Bigger Mayfield. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably close to what it would cost. Probably. All right, picks. Anything else on the last week's games? I don't think so. I do have one question. Do you guys think Russ is still hurt? I'm sorry to bring it up, but yeah, he still got a problem. I think they've said he came back earlier than they, oh, they wanted did. him I to. Did, I didn't hear that. Like here, my gripe is that everything that's going on, I is not. If it was the throws were just you know wobbly passes, can't throw it very far. I can live with that. The his finger is not telling him not to throw it to DK Metcalf. <laughs> That's the part that bugs me. Breach, <laughs> Matthew. That was a great comment. Like, I want to frame that somewhere. His finger is <laughs> not telling him to not look at That's true. And I, I don't know. Be, uh, some people are kind of talking about this a little bit. That, like, you know, I think that his style of play, defenses have kind of figured out, you know, he really, he doesn't like the middle of the field. Like, always. He's not, like, the middle of the field. Yeah. And if you can just kind of defend the edges here and there, like, he has, if one read isn't there, you know, like, over the years, he's been less and less run happy, which when we were Super Bowl contenders, a big thing was that ability to run. And with all the other QB injuries, running the football, you know, and him getting a big contract that's gone away... But that was kind of. I feel like he's thickened up over the year too because he's been hit so many times. He's like, I gotta thicken up. Right. I'm taking a beat now. Yeah, it's just been a whole thing. I don't. It's such a mess, and there's so many things. But I, I don't. I don't want to sit here and like Pete should get fired and John Barry should get fired too. But I don't want. I'm tired of playing this stupid game of like it's everybody's fault except for Russ. Like he's not playing very well, and he deserves some of the blame for the fact that. We've lost, I don't know how many games in a row since he's back, like three. And a lot of these games, it's like, dude, we need 20 points. I just need 20 points from this offense. And we went. We were 3-0. Like, please, the give only, me something. The only reason why I asked, I didn't get to watch the last game, but um, I did I did watch highlights. But um, people on Twitter, I just, when I'm reading through it, then they're like, we've never seen Russ make this many, like, like just bad throws. And then, like, the first thing that came to my mind was, well, maybe that finger, that hand's not ready because yeah. he had a. Uh, that's a major surgery what he had, and he came back really quick. I mean, yeah, yeah. My really quick. My dad, shout Chad. Um, we were talking about this. I told Matthew this. He was like, I don't. He, he said this. He's like exaggerating, but he was like, I don't think Russ knows how to read a defense. He makes a lot of ad lib plays. And you think about all the plays that he makes are the ones where he's scrambling, and Locked a receiver play. breaks free. <laughs> yeah, and it's not. Obviously, he knows how to read the defense. That's ridiculous to say. But Matthew said he's scared of the middle of the field. He doesn't sit back and, like, look off to seat and then hit, like, a guy run, like in a tight window right across the middle of the field and, like, where the two safeties are converging. You know what I mean? The most like, safety or, like, the most read that we're going to make is throwing the deep ball to DK. Like, yeah. he, like, sees, like, oh, I gotta, I'm looking this way to safety and, like, whoop, like, deep ball to DK. But we haven't seen that. I'm going to – since we're going down this road, <laughs> I'm going to dive in a little bit here. I – 
And this is a hot take, and I don't know if I totally buy it yet, but I kind of, I'm, it's starting to sell me a little bit. What if the way that Pete wants to play football is the best way for Russell, like what? Because literally, when we're good, we have Marshawn Lynch, and we're running the ball. To, and this is like most quarterbacks. I mean, where would Tom, where would Tom, Tom Brady be if, like, yeah, <laughs> right. <you're ready. laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Anyway, I mean, like, literally, I don't think if if we ran, and I'm sure that he would, but he's played so many years in the league, and he's been the same quarterback, you know, for the last five, like, there hasn't really been any, like, changes here and there, and I just think he's kind of, he's not really, I don't think wherever he goes, I don't think he's going to change at all as a quarterback. And so I think, mm. I think the I run, know. the run first offense. I think Pete's kind of like, man, like this is this is the best foot, you know, offense we think we can build around you. Because I don't, I don't know, I don't think that you know we've me and Jack for the longest time have just been like, oh, can we, you know, stop doing the friggin' run first, Boba, let him, you know, let him do his thing. I don't think that's the right thing. I don't think he can make it work. I don't think he can make those reads. And that's fair. I think, I think, I think Chris Carson's an overrated running back, but I will say, your guys' offense looks a lot better when he's yeah. at, at when he's at his best. Yeah, I, I, don't think, that's yeah. Like, I don't think Alex Collins is getting it done, to, no. to favor your point either. So. Yeah, I think that he's actually having to, you know, make make those, you know, reads and get past first offense, and it's just not working. I I think there's, you know, something to be said, obviously, about the finger injury, for sure, and coming back quickly. But I think these are things that just haven't been exploited because we've had a, you know, Pretty above average running game, yeah. Yeah, run game I mean, when say, Chris Carson's You can throw healthy. him and Stafford in the same conversation. I mean, right. it's like, you put the whole offense in them, you're like, well, we'll go throw the ball 40-something times, and we can't get a run game going. What do you expect, you know? So, uh, that's a very, very fair statement. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a good point. I don't think that's a hot take. I think it's a great point. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good point. I think it helps every offense, to be honest with you. I mean, look at Tom oh, yeah. Brady. I mean, the, yeah. dude, the dude loves a running game, too. Well, that's when they're at their best, too. So. But that's the problem. I think Russ tries to play a little bit here ball. And he doesn't – we don't run, like, a bunch of quick throws. No. Like, Brady, it's just, like, out, right? Like, yeah, yeah three wide receivers, just chucking it. Like, <laughs> that was a great step. Yeah, that was – yeah, that was some high quality. Can try yeah, one, no, I can't do that. I can't do that Oh, my God. There's a lot of emotion in that. Wow. No, but you're uh, – <laughs> Uh, that's what I'm saying. He does not. He doesn't check at the line of script. How many times does Aaron Rodgers just give a little like hand signal to Devontae Adams, and he just he gets the ball and it's two seconds, not point two seconds, and the ball's out to Devontae Adams on a quick slam for eight yards. If the corner's six yards off, it's why can't we do that to DK Metcalf? I don't understand. And he's open. That's Every, the thing that bugs me so I, much. I, I did. Okay, I watched like this guy break down on YouTube that two point conversion play. Wide open. Sickening. Wide I mean, open. He looks everywhere, and then he comes back. Where there's three quarterbacks, yeah, like and four he's, yards. let's he's just throw it out to Freddie Swain. So that's my favorite part. How often has Russell whined about c- protection? He had <laughs> he could have made a he gave up. There. And DK had four yards of separation. I mean, it was literally he four gave yards. up. That's and what like I'm it's it, and the only time he throws it to DK is when he's double covered, <laughs> two yards away from out of bounds, and he just heaves it up there. DK is just leaping out of his ass. <laughs> Doesn't have even a chance. And he's like, all right, I'm not gonna throw it to DK for the next two quarters. Like, I don't know. I'm just so I'm so pissed at him right now. And I I I do believe there's a world in which we can somehow get this figured out. But my my emotions the way they are right now, I'm fine with just 
I'm you gonna, know, I'm gonna come on and say it. I yeah. think DJ is probably gonna have two touchdowns for about 150 and 10 on our corners. I really do. <laughs> I sure hope so. But playing this, really this is this is sneak peek. This is why I'm picking the freaking Niners this week because I know damn well <laughs> that they're gonna show up now. I know damn well that as soon as I freaking flip the switch, say this, they're not they're not doing shit. I don't, but I still think they're gonna pull a fast one and they're gonna win this game gotcha. somehow. <laughs> Just just to stab us in the back one more time. Be like, oh, hey, maybe we can play good. Nope. I've only like, mentally accepted that we're going to lose this game. Because I, I know it's going to happen. DJ's going to have a hell of a game because we've had this whole time. Oh, I hate this I team so that. much. I've mentally accepted it. I'm still going to pick the Niners just because my hope. But I have mentally accepted that we're probably going to lose There's game. nothing to be helpful about whatsoever. This has been a, um, it's been a betting rule that the team that uh, wins against the spread Versus a team that loses against the spread, the team that loses wins, wins next the next week. week. It's like I think it's like it's like forty-one and eleven this season. Yeah. It's the unbelievable betting trend. Yeah, so the Seahawks will cover, but I'm not betting it on them. So. <laughs> no, I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah, Matthew, thank you for doing that. Um, picks wise, let's do our picks really quick. We're all on the <laughs> San Francisco 49ers. Go Niners! So they're minus three and a half against the Seahawks this week. So. You can just do that. Another interesting time about the Niners. Have you guys noticed that all the Trey Lance packages are gone? Yeah, very interesting. Well, you guys can finally run the ball now, so. That's what I thought. I, I just YouTube videos, but. Jimmy is a great quarterback. He's not great, right? Snip it right there. <laughs> He's serviceable. He's good yeah. when you guys run the ball. When we have the right game plan, exactly. Yeah. That's why, that's the problem is that if you guys do this, like. Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... Yeah. You, have to, you have a conversation. You miss yeah. a wide-open, deep throw for a touchdown. I know. I just think it's yeah, like... That's what it is. You give up a lot for that third pick <laughs> if he's not even playing. Like, I don't know. It's obviously for the future, but... Yeah, no. I, I didn't... If Jimmy stayed, if they didn't trade Jimmy, I didn't expect Trey to play at all. No, year, so. no. All right. Picks. Me and Eli have the same lock. We're going Philadelphia. <laughs> wait, we're wait, pushing wait, the train. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Pushing the train back on the rail. <laughs> I didn't see this. They're six and a half point point favorites against the New York Jets. I'm on the high train. This is awesome. Yeah, that's right. We're on the train too. Back on the rails. I'm steering the train back onto the rails. We, Trains don't have steering wheels, no. but I just screw hey, one in. We are the heroes. We, from a distance, saw the train derailing off the ra- uh, tracks. Me and Eli sprinted. A couple of butt wrestles. Sprinted over and, there. And put some more tracks down after it went off. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> it, was, it was off. We caught it. I didn't even notice this. No, everyone, no, everyone, saw, the, everyone saw the rails going off, but it was really foggy. Turns out it's just a different path. It's not even Philly. It's Philly 6 and Yeah, five. I know. Shut up. Absolutely. Are they in the half in Philadelphia? No, it's in New York. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> it's, it's only because the Jets just lost by seven to the Texans. Or whatever it was. They beat the Texans. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, man. That's a oh, I don't like this team. No, Jailers comeback game. This is the rule. The team that loses against the spread versus the team that covers. So the Seahawks my lock. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They probably should be. Um, you Seahawks guys have the same the pick. Anomaly. The Seahawks are the anomaly in yes. this. Yeah, They're always the anomaly. Eagles are who... What's your guys'? You guys have the same one, too. We have Arizona. They're playing... Um, Minus eight. No. Who are they playing? Someone crappy. Yeah, Arizona minus eight. And Kyler's back. Bears. So I'm expecting, yeah, Bears. And uh, I don't know who's starting a quarterback for the Bears, but this Cardinals defense should have a field day. Jalen Jones, maybe a couple sacks. Um, but I, Kyler's back, and I think that he, they're going to make a splash. They're going to reinsert themselves as a top three team in the NFL. 
Underdog, I don't know why I'm picking the football team plus two and a half against the Raiders. This, Jack, you got some bold picks. I hate this game. <laughs> I just hate all the underdogs this week. Which they, is usually, they are bad. They're really bad. Usually weird because I usually like the underdogs. Really? I think underdogs suck this year. This one sucks. This so, one did suck. Yeah. My underdog, going with the Chargers. Yeah, I want to bang my head in the wall too. Wow, Brandon uh, takes the Chargers. Yeah. Shocker. Brandon <laughs> well, never you know, likes I'm the Chargers. <laughs> I'm going with the Peaks. You know, they were down last week. They're going to be up this week. Yeah, uh, I knew you'd say that too. That's so funny. Why. I saw that pick and I was like, He's going to say they're going to rebound. I know exactly what's happening. I'm changing it. I'm not. No. They're playing the Bengals. Um, oh. Kind of just hoping the Bengals don't show up in this game. Hey, um, this is the rule. They're, this this will hit. No, it won't. No, it will. The Bengals <laughs> covered last week. It's it's a but this isn't, this is a, this is, I chose this game because how bad the underdogs are this week. And you kind of just, you're shooting out of a bucket, you know. Um, Eli, can you go next? I got, who are they playing? Jacksonville? Yes. The Rams. Oh, man. The underdogs suck this week. I hate that. I hate that Jacksonville the Rams. One. I hate I that. Too. It's a tough one. Yeah. You know what? And 13 is horrible. 13 is terrible. 13 That's is your pick, Eli. You have the Jaguars plus 13 against the Rams. I, I hate that, but Confidence I hate all the underdogs. I don't love it. Yeah, Confidence I don't love it. Zero out of ten. All, I'm seeing the nine nine to six nine. versus okay, the Bills. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm thinking nine to six versus the Bills. The Rams are on a three game losing streak. It's perfect time to break the losing streak. I'll, I'll put, <laughs> I, I will put my whole bank account that the Rams will score over nine points. Yeah, Wait, he's I'm, saying the Rams only. Score I'm not nine saying they will. I'm he's saying talking about the Bills game. Where the Bills we watched six. Uh, we watched Jacksonville beat the Bills nine to six. Yeah. It's in LA. That's and the only thing. LA, if it too. wasn't, I would party the end. But thirteenth rough one. I don't blame you. The, the underdogs yeah. suck. I'm not. I'm not yeah. blaming you. As, I'm, this is a that, yeah, that's that a pick, show, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that was good. No one has any clue what we're talking about. This pick. Uh, this pick has. I'm picking this with more to say about the Rams than the Jaguars. Just say who do you, do you think the Jags put up points in this one? I don't think they will. I mean, I know I, I talked about the Jags versus Bills. But I don't like the Rams. <laughs> uh, but I, think I just see the big number, and I, I just see the big number as an underdog, and I'm like, I could see this game being. Eli like, loves that. He loves the points. Hey, but you know what? Who does Rams cover the ball? I am uh, 47 and 34. I do leave the pod. So, Whoa, calm down. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> he leaves Wait, the pod by one. By Who does one Rams cover in this game? Dan Arnold? I mean, come on. Yeah, true. What, this this is gonna be so bad. Matthew, who's your underdog? My, my, I hate this pick, too. I, my underdog oh. is the Steelers, plus four and a half against the Ravens, which says more about the fact that the Ravens are dog shit. <laughs> Wait, the Ravens have to be kind of bad, though. We were talking so much crap about Pittsburgh, and they were like, four and a half against the Ravens? Yeah. <laughs> More of a test of the Ravens and how bad they are. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, that was embarrassing. Watch, game. I don't watch. know. I think their defense will keep it close. All of our underdogs are based on the favorite <laughs> yeah, team yeah. just not doing as good as they're supposed That's to. That's how bad they are. They're so bad. <laughs> yeah. Watch every underdog win this. <laughs> yeah. You know what? If that's true, yeah, that'd make my life. I'm not going to lie. Speaking of this game, I have the over in this game. That's right. I have the over in the Ravens Steelers. <laughs> Wait, you have the over? It's 45. By who? The I mean, Ravens the Steelers did that? Yeah, I guess so. No. I don't know. The Steelers. The Steelers are good at 12 points. If the Steelers score over 10 at the win. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I, don't, I hate this pick, but it's a low number. <laughs> this is why the Chargers are just like a horrible team. No, they're terrible. <laughs> or do you give up 37 <laughs> to the Steelers? <laughs> yeah. I No, I hate this pick, but it's kind of a low number. 
Yep. And then I already said my under. It's the Rams-Jags, under 48. That number was very high to me. 48 for the Jaguars and Rams seems impossible. So. Um, I... Uh, wow, I didn't realize I did this. Over, I have Tampa Bay Atlanta. What? Wait. What happened? Okay, back to my the Eagles lock pick. They're not playing the Giants. They're playing the Jets. Yeah. yeah. I thought we were Jets. saying Giants. Yeah, because they just Jets. lost. Okay, when you said Giants, it made me feel bad. No, you said New York. Oh, okay. Happily yeah. said. Because yeah. then for a second, I was thinking Giants, and I was like, maybe I don't like this pick. No, no, no. This is Jets. With Zach Wilson. You know, stunned. Um... Yeah, over, over. I had Tampa Bay versus Atlanta, and I saw this at fifty, and I said, you know what? I don't think they can get there. But then the last matchup, week two, seventy points. It was like forty-eight to twenty-nine or something like that. It's crazy, man. Mm. So can't. I'm taking it over. I'm going with the over again. Um, I think Maddie Ice can get some work done against those terrible corners for the Bucks, and Tom Brady should have a field day. Uh, my under is the football team in Oakland. Just kidding. Somebody got me. Las Vegas. Washington football team. <laughs> that was me. Got him. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Mainly because I took the Oakland same game. still in my heart. I, I only noticed it because I took the same I game. I got him. <laughs> I only noticed it because I took the same game. Okay, you said that five times. I only noticed it because I took the same game. Shut up. I only said it multiple times because people were talking. I didn't know. No, it's fine. It I got you. Um... <laughs> So, on the my under... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eli took the football team in the Raiders. <laughs> I'll talk about it later, though. <laughs> Wait, who's your lock? <laughs> who's your over under? My over is Giants versus Miami. The over under is Ugh, 40 That's and disgusting, a half. over. <laughs> it's 40 and a half. I think you're chilling on that. Yeah, 40 and a half. Yeah, I mean, you took Ravens. Okay, I'm, t- I'm changing you my pick. I'm changing it. 45. I'm changing it. This one is 40 and a half. I want to watch you with pain on Sunday. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm taking the Giants Dolphins over 40 and a half. Oh, really? That's right. They have Philadelphia and now that game. They scored 20 points combined last week. <laughs> We're riding. <laughs> Matthew, you right. Right. Everyone's gonna stay away from this one. Not us. This is where we look like geniuses. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh my gosh, Kadarius Tony and Jalen Waddle each had three touchdowns." You know, <laughs> that on. alone would give us the over. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Okay, my over is the Chargers and the Bengals over fifty and a half. That's a good know. pick. I like the that. Chargers gave up thirty-seven to the Steelers. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Probably, so bad. Bengals probably get it alone. Uh, Joe Mixon might have 200 yards rushing. My, with my his eyes closed. <laughs> hey! Backwards. Chargers still win by three. <laughs> <laughs> my under is the 49ers and Seahawks. Because uh, the Seahawks offense is garbage. And then Seahawks defense playing at home. Like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a diehard fan right there. I don't know. I, don't know. I think maybe we can hold them under 24, and then we're definitely not getting 16. I think you're going to be bittersweet so. with this pick. I yeah, I, I'm doing it because I'm just trying to go against them the as much. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I think he'll probably, you know, probably go over. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sunday Night Football is Chiefs-Broncos. Chiefs are 10-point favorites at home. We are all on the Chiefs, but... Eli. I hate this match. I, I hate, hate this, this matchup pick. every year. Eli's leading, too. We can't let him get away. I'm not even talking about the spread. I just hate this matchup. Like, why is this always a Sunday Night Football game? Teddy Bridgewater against Patrick Mahomes. No, it's disgusting. Like, I don't want to watch this on Sunday Night Football. I don't even want to watch this. I, we probably won't, honestly. Yeah. We, this is the game where we're making dinner, and yeah. then we yeah, slowly turn it off at halftime. Yeah. Video games. And we're all doing it. Yeah, we're all like, <laughs> we're all like, we'll all realize that we're all on our laptops or phones, and we're like, 
So it's got fun, guys. So, movie night. Right. We watched eight hours, nine hours of football up until that point, and we're like, huh? It's the end this of a marathon. Sucks. We're like, we've come this far. <laughs> like, this was pretty good. I just want to feel normal in the NFL again. I hope the Chiefs come out and put up like fifty. Me too. Bills fan, calm down. Um, Monday Night Football is Bills minus two and a half against the Patriots. Matthew and I are on the Patriots. I've already kind of said my piece about the Patriots. Eli's a Bills fan. He's taking the Bills. I know what Eli I'm not even crazy about this game pick Before I pick that. This so. game is such a question mark to me. It, I'm really excited to watch this game. Well, it's like it's like 50-50. Rock, paper, That's the thing. What is Bills there, team are we going to get? Yeah, so. either, yeah, the Patriots are either just going to stomp the Bills and just trample them, or the Bills are just going to yeah. throw the crap. Stephon Diggs is going to be in the doghouse, so... Josh Allen's going to have to find somewhere else to go with the ball. And Dotson Knox only worked from the 20s for some reason. So, true. Got to be someone else besides that. Maybe Cole Beasley, maybe? Manuel Sanders. Manuel Sanders. Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis. Mm-hmm. There you go. Some big names. Do we give out our fantasy pick? I don't think we give them out this week. We're all under 500. I think we skip them. Stop doing them. I think we skip them this week. And if we go, one person goes above 500 next week, you know, we give them out. Matthew. <laughs> I'm not impressive. I mean, it is, man. Like, 11, 12, and 1 is our best. I got Sleep Eli by a tie. I was going to say, 11 and 13 is 11, 12, and 1. Sleepers <laughs> killed this segment, and it's all their fault. Okay, if we do bad this week, I say we, we go to, like, the ESPN. Somebody like, make an ESPN league just so we can win. <laughs> yeah, or no, actually, okay. I have an ESPN I'm in, league. I'm in, I'm in an NFL <laughs> league, oh my God. and those... <laughs> I'm, I'm in a... Actually, I'm in two, technically, but... Um, my ears are going to bleed. The, the fantasy... The, talk, about, talk about the format. No, I'm not. <laughs> Also, I'm in an eight man and an eighteen man on the NFL. The eighteen line. man that we're in, yeah, eighteen man. No, I'm in first place by a while. My team's so good with eighteen. Yeah, the thirty-two man leagues are kill me. I'm I'm like seventh or eighth in that. I'm on the up and up. I have Kyler D Hop, Nixon, Patterson in eighteen man league. Yeah, it's insane. I auto drafted two. It's insane. Anyway, anyway, time out. We're gonna talk about this off. Back. Um. Yeah. Dial it back in. Oh, their projections are whack. Like, sometimes they're super high and sometimes they're super low. Like, I, when it was like Donta Foreman's first week after, because he kind of played a little bit, and then his next week, Sleeper had him at like 9, and the NFL had him at like 14. And But then there's also some times where it'll say like, like Marquise Brown, 10 points, and Sleeper has him at like 15. And so, NFL's kind of whack sometimes. Can we talk about really quick? I couldn't believe Elias Mitchell's only projected twelve points this week against the Seahawks. Yeah, I couldn't. A, I was looking at that and I'm no like, respect, bro. yeah, he had twenty seven carries. ESPN put out their top like ten rookies, and then they did like an article like top, but he wasn't even like the top fifteen. Neither was Nade. Awesome. Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, just a fun fact. <laughs> Sid Sid took in the seventh round Trey Sermon. I just look back at that, and I'm like, that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. He like now he's hurt. Like he's. He, it, I saw the stats. Somebody on Niners Twitter put it out. He has like a streak going right now where he's played four plays and gotten hurt on all four plays. <laughs> it's like Jeez, impressive sorry. what he's doing. It's unprecedented. So <laughs> some things are bust, but I he's he's taking the bullet. He's taking the bullet for Mitchell. Yeah. I think Mitchell's putting him in the shadow. Would you rather? Would you rather? Now that you've seen Mitchell, I guess you've kind of seen Sermon too. Would you rather Mitchell be sideline with injuries and Sermon out there crushing it like? Like, that might be the dumbest question you've ever asked me. <laughs> I'm saying, man, he's taking these bullets for Mitchell. Jack missed that question, but he was going to be able to that one. Sermon's just taking the bullets for Mitchell, and he's doing his that part. That threw me out for a loop there. He's doing his no, part. Would you rather have... Saying, I should just say, like, pride-wise, I could give less of crap that we spent a third-round pick on Sermon if Mitchell's this good. Right. Yeah. 
Wait, so you said Mitchell wasn't even like the top 15, whatever article you were looking at? He wasn't at. even, yeah, he wasn't. Uh, is, that, is that offense and defense? It's everything. And they had a couple of safeties I have never even heard of on that list. It was disrespectful. Come on, son. Yeah, was if you want to put Mitchell on there, I get it. Seventh round pick doesn't get a lot of play, but Najee wasn't even on there. Okay, him being a seventh round Okay, that's kind of, yeah. Him being a seventh round pick, though, and being. Seventh or sixth, one of the people he's late round. Still, being late round and being a good running back on this team. Speed's the name of the game with Shanahan offense, and I just don't think Sermon had. Well, I think Sermon's a whole other thing, but that's why, like, all the other guys we've had have not panned out because they just mm. we've got the same little burst, you know? Yeah. Okay, playoff cross-off game? Yeah, I already put mine in there. Wait, what did I miss? One, two. I zoned out. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I'm I was goes, what would you rather have? Would you rather have uh, Mitchell on the sidelines hurt and have Sermon in there? Or would you rather have Mitchell in there like a pride thing? Like the Niners spent a higher It was just funny the way it came out. Yeah, it I, I understand, sort of I understand the question. It was... Yeah. I understood the question. No, that's why I answered it. It was, was just it, funny. It was, like, it was like a half-assed question. No, exactly. Like, yeah. exactly. It was just comical. Again, it's like asking know. someone, would you rather have that crappy knife brand that you bought that's really, like, they're supposed to be really good, but it's trash, or would you rather have the Walmart ones, but they cut really good, you know? Okay. Play off cross okay. I'm losing myself. <laughs> <laughs> myself. Um, we should be up to 13 teams now. So I put mine in there. I added the Seahawks and the Panthers. Relatively easy ones for me to add. Look at me. Yeah, we should. This is week thirteen, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seahawks should be on. Okay. Everyone has the Seahawks now. Um, Who's got the Niners in there? Me. Matthew, that one hurts. (laughs) I have the Dolphins in there too. They don't even. So I'll have the Eagles. Actually, now the Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Now they got the Eagles. Okay, so we all have the. Jets, Jags, Lions, Falcons, Texans. Football team kind of dangerous. Giants. Dolph- Do we all have the Dolphins and Philly? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. They were one and seven. Wait, so Matthew, who's the one that you... Who do you not have that That's we all have? That's a very good question. Because you, ba- you don't have the Panthers. Yikes. That's an easy Matthew is buying, buying Panthers. <laughs> and- <laughs> Matthew is buying the pride. Panthers. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Over the Seahawks. So, <laughs> that was close. Hey, good for you, Matthew. <laughs> I can't wait to put the Niners on. <laughs> that was, that's what I'm shocked about. They were in the dumps, too. Don't feel bad. I, when I'm was pretty that? sure we all discussed it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we all yeah, talked about yeah, it. It was yeah, right for the Rams I took, game. I took the Bears over the So did I. It was right for the Rams I game. I love that pick now. So, yeah, I just stayed away from the NFC West as long as I could. But now I feel like... <laughs> we mean, have so, one that's... But that's what we're going to have to do with the freaking Steelers, Browns, and Ravens. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to stay away from them for as long as we can. Cause I'm not and Bengals. The, the, the whole division. Because yeah. I can yeah. easily yeah. see the Steelers defense like locking it in and like carrying them through three games. We're almost yeah. like, well, what are we supposed to do now? Yeah. yeah. That division's going to kill us. I'm going to wait on that one. Yeah. Honestly, it hasn't... This isn't... It's not. It's still not super tough. No, it's not. Seahawks... Seahawks have made it really easy. That's an easy one. Yeah. Right? yeah. Oh, yeah. So we need 13... Yeah, do you have 13? Wait, I think I have 12 right now. Yeah, you do. You don't have the Bears. Oh, here we go. Oh, you have plenty. That's what I'm saying. He's got the Panthers next week. He's chilling. You got Bears this week, Eli. Take them. Don't overthink this. Good boy. Bills. I saw... Uh, <laughs> Someone, like this Reddit, like Dynasty Reddit thread that I'm on, um, d- does this, and 
someone had like the Patriots in week two. Oh, and I was like, that tough. hurts. That's like a, but that's like them trying to be bold as hell. Yeah. Like, that's not even like. It's not okay. Actually, it might not have been week two. It might have been like week eight or something. But well, it was still. Still. Um, now you feel bad. Yeah, you feel horrible. Did we all take Jags first? <laughs> awesome. Jags, Jags, Jags. I think we started this like week three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so Jags, Jets were automatically. Yeah, we, we yeah. did like, I think we all did three or four at the same time. So we did Jags, Jets. One but also, the, didn't the Jags lose to the Texans week one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, so that exactly that would make sense that we would all do it week one, anyways. So which ones do you, like? Let's just have a little conversation. Which ones are most dangerous? Obviously, Matthews and Niners. Which we'll see what happens. <laughs> but, like football team. Football teams in the playoffs right now. Yeah, football team's a dangerous one. Thanks. I mean, yeah, low we all key, have Miami. Eli maybe. doesn't have the football team. Oh yeah, he does. We all have the football. I, team. I, okay. I do. Um, I mean, maybe the Broncos now. We all took the Broncos a couple weeks ago, yeah. and they they like Falcons scared us for a little bit. They're trash. I think we took the Broncos right before they blew out the Cowboys. That would make I sense. don't think I would yeah. have taken the Broncos after a day. Yeah. After. I, I'm still pretty confident we're chilling on that one. I think so too. Uh, no, I I am too. I'm just if we're talking about ones that are semi dangerous, well, that one's sure. got. But be I mean, right. they could no easily they could easily go above the Chargers and the Raiders. Yeah, they're right and there. Then, I know we just pooped on the Eagles, but their schedule is easy enough that it's like it kind of still scares. They're me. in an easy enough. Matthew's got an easy one next week. I'm trying to think who's on the bubble here. Pittsburgh, Cleveland. Oh God! Vikings. I'm gonna hold off on that division. The Saints. The, the Saints. Yeah. Those two AFC divisions are gonna kill us. That's it, what's gonna kill us. If the Saints lo- like, actually, they play the Cowboys. That's a good game tomorrow. Good Saints game. Cowboys. Mm. But if they lose that, it's gonna be tough for them to make the playoffs. Are we doing the same movie system that we did last week? Sure. We're good. Sure. Eli only gets one pick this time. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> we're done with this. Um, anything else? I'm trying so. to think. I had something I wanted. That Bills Patriots game's huge. Like the more I'm that's thinking about so it, the more the, the more the weight comes down on that game because that's going to tell us like if the Pats are real. Because obviously yeah, the Bills are struggling, but the, we don't know that the Bills have like in terms of like game script wise. Like if the Bills put up points, it's going to show what the Pats actually can do if mm. they get knocked off their 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 train tracks. Right. I, I think know. Eli's right. I think it shows that both teams. You know, they're for both sure. Bill's got to show up. They, they, both, they show both have up. question marks. And I think we'll learn a lot from this game. But I honestly think we'll probably learn even more from the second game. Because ha- whatever yeah, happens yeah. this game, if the other team can adjust, like, I don't know. I just I just feel like there's so many Did variables I? just between those two teams. I totally agree with that. So here's my prediction to, to your point, Eli. I think game one, Belichick tries to take away Stefan Diggs. Because he knows they can take away their one run game. So he tries to take away Diggs. In the second game... It's going to be, regardless of the way the mat, the result of the first game, because I don't even think Belichick cares if they win, but if they can take away Diggs and kind of neutralize that, the second matchup is going to be, can Allen and Diggs overcome that? Like, because they know they're going to take away, Belichick's going to try to take away Diggs again. Can they overcome that? And that's going to, I think you're right, that's going to be a big test. I'll just have the ball, but Tredavious White toward ACL is huge. A bit huge. That's the Bills want to go far. I mean, they needed him to cover something. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Bills might be in trouble. Micah Hyden and Jordan Poyer have been playing pretty well. At least one They're of them. great. They are. They're so great. I They're think, great secondary. I think they'll be all right. Um, I haven't knocked down corner in the league premiere, though. Yeah. Yeah. Losing, losing a corner like that. Yeah. Huh? Especially against Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Or a step on mission, right? He can't cover his own fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you really want Tredavious White when you're going to get step on things. Um, my question to you guys: so We've had these five teams in the NFC for like seems like forever now. 
that these five teams, the top five in the NFC, have kind of separated themselves in the Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Cowboys, Rams. Do you still think? <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Do you th- still think it's these five? What the Cowboys done besides getting killed? Or getting beaten by the... the Brennan, to take your... I can't... Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, I looked at the audio levels, and they were just nothing on that. They put up nine points against the Chiefs. Right now, Oof. neutral field, Cowboys 49ers. Who wins? Oh, Is like like Amari, Zeke, <laughs> yeah. and CD playing? Yes, and so is Debo Samuel. I'd probably take Cowboys, but I can totally see a world where if the Niners if the Niners play their game, then I think the Niners win. I totally agree. Cowboys if the Cowboys can move the football, then I think that the Niners offense gets pressured and they're like, Oh, Jimmy has to, you know, let it loose and throw. That's why the NFL is so interesting is because it's literally just whichever way the game goes, that's what team wins. And it's which is a fun fact about this weekend because I don't know if you guys know this, but you guys are last in time possession and we're first in the last four games. We might have the ball for less than 10 minutes. You know that was the first... Oh, man, I saw something. I think I saw the same thing. I know it's like about that. three and outs for the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. We went three and out, three five and straight possessions. Possession was like, like all time. Like yeah, I don't think... I think it's like only happened a couple other times in NFL history where teams have gone three and out on five straight possessions. Also, I don't know That's unbelievable. I don't know what the exact stat is on this, but I feel like with the Seahawks, like I feel like every game their very first drive has been a three and out. It's like, almost every drive is three and out. Well, yeah, but like I yeah. feel like they've always started a game three and out. Like every time we see, every time I've watched the Seahawks this year, I'm pretty sure they started the game whether they get kickoff or not. When they first get the ball, like three and out. We'll stop talking about it. Happy looks like he's in pain. Over I want to look up total number of punts and see where Dixon ranks in that. He's all pro. Yeah. <laughs> It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. Oh, yep, there we go. Uh, punts attempts per game. We are averaging 5.6 punt attempts per game, which leads the league. Uh, Houston's <laughs> like .1 below it. And then the next one's Carolina. They've almost one less punt per game. Detroit has only 4.5. It, yeah. Do you guys, like, you're in the OSC. Like, where's he at in your guys' graces right now? Because Who? You're in the OSC. I don't even, I don't even think it's really relevant anymore. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter who the OC is. We I mean, it's gotten worse, but like, I don't know if that's really. It just doesn't make any sense. Like on paper, why are you guys punting the most? Like that doesn't make any sense. It, At some point, just the line, the, the dots don't line up. Okay, we need to stop talking. We about this. You're fi- totally right. You're fire totally right. everybody. Get rid of everybody. Burn the team to the ground. I, I don't know. Go Kraken. <laughs> Go Kraken. Go Mariners. That's true. Actually, I'm still a fan. Don't worry, people. <laughs> He's mad. <laughs> Disgruntled. <laughs> Anything else? I don't think so. I got the fastest car in Forza 5 now. Yeah. Good job, man. I'm proud of you. Can you name the car since I can't do it correctly? Uh, Koenigsegg is the brand. I can't remember what the Jesco is the Jesco. Koenigsegg Jesco. He made fun of me today because I oh. called it Kennesaw. That's okay. um, a big Swedish Cardinal. word. Cardinal. 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 No big deal. Um... It's happened to me twice now. Last night and today, I finished a homework assignment, like grind it out right before the, the deadline, and then like an hour or two after the due date, it gets extended. And the one, because I think I told you guys about the one last night. I was up late, and we're already so behind on homework, and my teacher was like, guys, you're going to have two big assignments on dead week. Like, do That's your homework, tough. 
And then I, I'm up late last night doing it before it's due at midnight. And then in the morning, he extends it until tomorrow at midnight. That was your homework assignment today, due at 5. It's been available since November 17th. And on the homework, and she sent an email yesterday. And she was like, guys, I've given you so much time. No late exceptions. Hmm. You can now turn it in tomorrow by 9 a.m. <laughs> and it was due at 5 today. And I finished it, but... That's twice now, two days in a row, where they're like, my teacher's like, no more extensions, <laughs> no more late deadlines, and then I finish it, and they're like, wanna, okay, yeah, you can. You I want to slap you and give you a high five at the same time. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you waited till yesterday at five, or today at five, dude, and it's been available <laughs> since yeah. November. It's been, yeah, I mean, it took me an hour and a half, an hour. Oh, well, good job, you Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wasn't too worried about it. I knew something shady today at a quiz. Um, at 6, and our teacher sent an email this morning saying, I'll be there to answer questions, we're going to go over the homework assignment before the quiz, so we make you guys have it all mailed in. Show up to the quiz today, he has some graduate student there to hand out the quiz and sit there on his phone. Didn't show up. Didn't, Didn't show up. Said he was going to answer questions <coughs> for clarity. We took that quiz, and I, three people were done in five minutes. They just circles. <laughs> true, true and false, true and false, like, not even true yeah. and false questions. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Rock the house. No. Rock the house. Rock the house.